broadcasting from Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Soul Solutions, a show where we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs. I'm your host, author, and certified life coach, Terry Kozlowski. Hello, warriors. Are you looking for less emotional drama in your life? Do you need help, like my coaching services, to realize that you have the power within you to overcome your emotional roller coaster? If so, you can join my Facebook group called Soul Solutions for Survivors and Overcomers. The link is in the show notes. Don't allow your egoic thoughts to keep you emotionally overwrought. Now let's start this week's episode. Episode 137, Why You Need to Understand Your Emotional Triggers to Stop Their Influence. The many life events that are taking place influence all of your feelings. Life events of any complexity can set up emotional triggers in people. Simply seeing the news on television or loud sounds in your neighborhood can cause an internal emotional reaction. Your present thinking will determine how you react or respond to each of these triggers. Any phrase, person, circumstance, or experience that sets off an immediate emotional reaction is referred to as a trigger. It's like getting startled by a noise. The trigger is the noise and the reaction is to be startled. Your reaction to emotional stimuli frequently goes beyond what is reasonable given the circumstance. It appears that you're startled by a sound of a slam door several hours later. Triggers are the con your ego uses. Your reaction can be so quick that they blur the distinction between stimulus and action, giving the impression they are one and the same. But they can also guide you toward your healing. They can help you identify the tasks you need to complete. A trigger can be assigned from the universe if it encourages self-reflection. What is an emotional trigger? Not every emotional trigger is harmful. They can also invoke joy or wonderful memories, such as when you smell a flower and it makes you think of a special place or view a picture of an auspicious moment. However, you typically use the word trigger to refer to unfavorable stimuli, such as those that cause you to feel depressed, angry, or afraid. The survival response includes fighting, running away, or freezing. Your body may be agitated, sweaty, and chilled. Your egoic mind perceives harm and your sympathetic nervous system kicks in to protect you. But frequently the ego goes too far, struggles too fiercely, and freezes for too long. These reactions may start to hinder your ability to function in daily life. It's a dead end when a trigger only results in a survival response. That you can't trust yourself is a powerful motivator for triggers but you have access to your inner resources. Therefore, you can learn to recognize your reactions rather than simply acting on them. Then you can have the faith in your ability to manage your emotions. And these emotional arrows don't hit as hard as they used to as you gain confidence. Instead of running from your world's dark side, you become courageous enough to deal with it. Types of emotional triggers. Strong emotional reactions are not always negatively triggered. 
It's sensible to react with shock and grief if you learn of a friend or relative's abrupt passing. Your body automatically changes your heart rate, breathing pattern, pulse, and brain synapses. Avoiding this isn't good and trying to regulate it isn't healthy either. However, the past may enter the present and take control of your neural system when you react intensely to less significant situations. Psychology has identified nine types of emotional triggers. Number one, being undervalued, such as when someone brushes you off or rejects your phone calls. Number two, being self-conscious. For example, if you're by yourself for the first time in a group or you're comparing yourself with others. Number three, the feeling that you're being taken advantage of. For example, when someone doesn't pay you back for a loan. Number four, feeling controlled, such as when someone decides for you or tells you what to do or how you should feel. Number five, when you are exposed, for example, when you're in a vulnerable situation. Number six, inside relationships, for example, feeling suffocated or feeling lonely. Number seven, concerns about personal boundaries, such as when someone approaches you while intoxicated or disregards your personal space. Number eight, uncomfortable feelings about what is happening, like when you see someone being injured or when someone says or does something that goes against your beliefs. And number nine, anxiety about potential outcomes, such as when a threat seems imminent. Even though they are unpleasant, all the triggers on the list are realities of life and relationships. Where do emotional triggers originate? Disappointment is potential in all human interactions. Nobody should expect a life free of triggers. Even so, these routine experiences have the potential and frequently remind you of past sufferings. Trauma is a shocking, hurtful experience that you have no control over how it will turn out. Because the experience is so painful, you frequently detach from what is happening during traumatic events. It's challenging to recall all the details because of the pain. Years may pass before you can feel the emotions you've suppressed, and this won't happen until your internal clock signals you that you're prepared to deal with the past suffering. However, a trigger ignores your scheduling and thrusts you into a physical memory of trauma before you're prepared to face it cognitively. This explains why, when you're triggered, you frequently experience a sense of utter helplessness. Fortunately, in the present moment, you may learn to notice your trigger reactions and then question their strength, such as when you take feedback from a coworker as a complete character evaluation or when you react to perceived insult as though someone is attempting to undermine you. You can pause and ask, is this about me as a person or the work I've done? This enables you to examine your behavior rather than blame it on others. You're less likely to get triggered the more you can embrace the truth. How to deal with emotional triggers. These days you have many resources at your disposal, including inner ones, to help you manage your emotions. Here are 10 specific psychological and spiritual methods that can help you respond to your emotional triggers rather than simply react to them. Number one label them. You can list the names of your well-known frequent emotional triggers in your journal. Whenever someone criticizes your weight or attractiveness, for instance, or perhaps if your income is not a particular amount, 
Or maybe you believe that you are unworthy of love and a fulfilling relationship. To identify the parts of yourself that require healing, list them. This could be specific individuals, phrases, locations, or actions. You get prepared for your triggers when you are aware of them. Then, rather than acting out of reflex, you respond consciously. Number two, look for the origin. To break free from a trigger reaction, you must first identify the cause, particular experience. Emotional triggers show you where the past has intruded into the present. Keep a journal and note sources of these triggers. Did your parents ever tell you you were pudgy or ugly, for instance? Did an art teacher ever tell you that you lacked the skills necessary to be an artist? Or perhaps your family neglected you and you grew up believing you were unlovable. Being more aware of your triggers will help you better understand who you are. But they also provide you with the opportunity to see right into your innermost parts of who you authentically are. For example, I found that when I precisely pinpoint the source of a trigger within myself, I can frequently and significantly lessen the impact of the trigger. Number three, recognize projections. Projections play a role in trigger reactions. For instance, if one of your parents had behaved violently out of anger toward you, you might still be sensitive to other people's angers today. This is the case even though the anger and violence aren't always related, since your body fears a repetition of that initial event. Your ego makes predictions based on the past. Most importantly, when you focus your responses solely on other people, it renders you helpless since you're powerless to influence them. By accepting responsibility for your actions, you move closer to recovery by letting go of the initial pain. Number four, see hyperarousal symptoms. Because cortisol and adrenaline rush through you when you are startled, you may experience weakness, panic, and confusion. In that situation, you cannot self-regulate. Thus, your priority is to calm yourself down. Have your go-to relaxation techniques ready to use when you feel this way. Breathe in deeply. Take a fast lap around the block. Go to the restroom and splash some water on your face. Take deliberate action to help bring you back into the present moment. Number five, calm the inner critic. Avoid engaging with the egoic voice because doing so will just start a debate. Instead, attempt to use the inner critic's voice as a bell, signaling you that it's time to take a break. It can serve as a reminder to engage in a self-care ritual such as repeating the mantra, I trust myself to do my best. I trust myself to handle whatever happens is a useful mantra to repeat when you begin to worry excessively. Reprogram the lies of the ego. Start by lovingly reprogramming one trigger that has the least emotional impact. Remind yourself this is an egoic lie. Actually, I am lovable, capable, and smart is what is true. Replacing the limiting belief with a more empowering one that is grounded in reality. Number six, express your feelings. Similar to muscles, emotions grow healthily when they are used effectively. Likewise, if you suppress an emotion like anger or sadness for most of your life, your capacity to deal with that emotion suffers. This is one reason when you're emotionally triggered, the reaction can feel inappropriate. As you get better at understanding and expressing your feelings, you're less likely to act incorrectly 
when you have potent emotions. Number seven, pause for a moment. You become subject to triggers and lose your impartiality. Take a minute by stepping back to allow your ego to settle. This makes it simpler to discuss how someone's behavior or experience has affected you in a non-judgmental way. You can also reply with an echo or the precise words that are upsetting you can be repeated slowly back to the individual who spoke them. This causes a pause and can stop you from feeling overwhelmed or victimized. You're rerouting that energy back to its source. Number eight, understand family interactions. It makes sense that you're frequently at your most reactive around family members since they are aware of all your buttons and know precisely how and when to push them. Be alert if you know that a certain family member presents difficulties for you. Be as present as you can, and if things get out of hand, just leave. The aim is to be loving, yet have personal boundaries. Number nine, seek help. Consult a specialist if a certain emotional trigger is causing specific issues for you. Seek counseling or a life coach like myself who can help you identify the cause of the trigger and process the associated emotions. Because you feel lack of support, you may experience extreme fury or grief. As a result, you have trouble believing in yourself. By expressing and letting go of the emotions, you can recover from the trigger and embrace your inner strength. Number 10, accept what is. Even though triggers can be unpleasant and difficult, it might be helpful to keep in mind that they are one of the body's methods of guiding you toward your recovery and completeness. And everyone possesses them. Everyone experiences such triggers. They are a natural part of existence. One approach to being kind to yourself is to make it a habit of accepting the things you cannot alter, including the fact that people will inevitably say or do things that irritate you. You can learn to accept that triggering circumstances will occur, even though you don't have to accept abuse. Moving forward emotionally free. It's freeing to eliminate your triggers because other people's offensive remarks won't affect you. They won't be able to zap you, but they still might be bothersome. As you move through life, the ego is looking for ways to keep you protected. That's its job. When you give in to the voice of dread, you give up control of your life to the egoic mind. But along with the ego's screams are the whispers of the soul. It's analyzing the situation from a place of love and will allow you to respond for your best outcome for your life. The soul is looking for your complete healing of past hurts. It's recognizing the boundless potential that you have to move past a life of fear into a life of love. You will become more emotionally liberated as you work to address your emotional triggers. Do you need help identifying the source of your emotional triggers? Are you looking for support to empower yourself to overcome the negative reactions you're having? Do you want a strategy to help you create an extraordinary life? Consider using my coaching services by contacting me at terrykozlowski.com if you feel you cannot move forward alone. Together, we can create an action plan for you to identify the source of your emotional triggers and to help you on your healing journey. To discover how I learned to deal with family triggers, you can do so by reading my book, Raven Transcending Fear, which is available on Amazon, or you can go to raventranscendingfear.com for more information. 
Thanks for listening to Soul Solutions with Terry Kozlowski. If you'd like the show and want to learn more, check out terrykozlowski.com where you can find the links to everything we talked about in this episode. Please subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode as we overcome our fears and our limiting beliefs.